0: Welcome to the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center podcast, featuring Rev. Dahlia Adams. You may visit us online at unityvacaville.org, or you may visit us in person at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. And now, here is Rev. Dahlia Adams. Welcome. My name is Rev. Dahlia Adams. And I'm honored to be here with you today. This year we are focusing on the question, how shall we live? Once we realize that the Christ light shines within us, or that there is a Bodhisattva that we are, or maybe the Buddha within or Atman, however, with whatever words we want to express the truth that at our deepest level, we are one with the God of our understanding. And once we know that, once we identify with that light that shines in and through us, how do we live? If our words are, I am a child of God, how does a child of God wake up in the morning and live through the day? What is it that is ours to do? So that's the broad question, and we have answered this question in so many different ways. And right now we're in this Christian season of Lent, And Lent is the spiritual season of releasing and letting go. So, during this season, how shall we live is answered with different ways that we can release and let go the things that stand in the way of our knowing the truth of who we are. Releasing and letting go the things that stand between us and our joy, the things that stand in the way between us and that deep abiding peace that is our inheritance by the truth of who we are. Mm -hmm. Releasing and letting go of those things, the blocks that stand in the way is sometimes simple, Sometimes it's just a matter of declaring that whatever this is that is troubling me has no power over the truth of who I am. This thing that is troubling me might seem like a mountain, but God is greater than any mountain that I might face. Sometimes that's enough to release whatever block might be filling our heart, our body, our mind. But sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes we have this intention of letting go, and in our minds we acknowledge that God is greater than even this. Whatever it is, whatever challenge we might be facing, and we release it, but a minute later, our heart hurts, our stomach hurts, our head is pounding, our jaws are clenched, and there's this tape that's running over and over in our minds, a grumbling, a a repetition of the ways in which we've been hurt or betrayed, or the many reasons for which we are on the side of right, when we stay angry. So sometimes simply declaring that God is greater than this is enough. And I love those moments. That's a shift in a, a consciousness in which I, I love to live. But then there are other times when I make that shift, and there I am, back in the grumbling, back in the hurt, back in the anger. So this Lenten season, we also talk about what to do in those situations. How can we let go when it's not so easy to let go? Charles Fillmore, our co-founder, said to observe Lent according to the Spirit rather than the letter, we must fast from false beliefs and feast on the truth of God's bountiful goodwill. So he's saying we need to shift our attention and fast from those ways of thinking that do not serve us and feast on God's bountiful good. So fasting is a theme for the period of Lent. I saw on Google a, a cartoon that pointed out to all of us that fasting does not mean eating fast food. There is a deeper and more profound practice at at work here. Charles Fillmore again told us that fasting means to release and to let go. Again, sometimes easier said than done. So today we'll fo- focus on allowing and releasing and the ways in which the practice of allowing can help us release those experiences that feel like betrayals or feel hurtful, those experiences that leave us stuck in feeling angry or injured. To release it, and this is adapted from a, a talk I heard. Jack Cornfield. Jack Cornfield is a Buddhist teacher. A talk that he gave. He said something like this: to let go the images, emotions, grudges, fears, clingings, and disappointments that bind our spirits. That's what it means to release. One more time. To release is to let go the images, the emotions, grudges, fears, clingings, and disappointments that bind our spirits. And in the teachings that Jack Kornfield shares, the Western adapted Buddhist teachings, The other half of that process is to allow, to accept, to be aware, and to not struggle against. So, instead of pushing away that grudge, instead of pushing away that fear to make room for the process of releasing, We allow that experience, whatever it is the hurt, the sense of betrayal, the sense of righteousness we allow it to be what it is and not struggle against it. We accept it not as our truth, but we accept the fact that it is. And we allow it to be. We stay aware of that grudge or that hurt or that anger without going into it, without becoming that anger, that hurt, that sense of betrayal. We allow it to be. Stephen Levine, a a spiritual teacher, a doctor, wrote that we are motivated more by aversion to the unpleasant than by a will toward truth, freedom, or healing. And we wonder then why it's so hard for us to live fully alive. So what he's saying is when we get hurt, Or when in our judgment someone has done something wrong, or when we're in a mode of self-condemnation and we feel ashamed because we think we've done something wrong. Those experiences, those negative experiences, motivate us more, so our tendency is to chew on that grudge, chew on that betrayal, and think about it over and over to try to push it away, to try to reduce the distress that it creates in us. And human beings, all of us, are more easily motivated to fight that negative feeling, to fight that negative experience, we're more motivated by that than the call within us to embrace truth or love or forgiveness. And because of this tendency to move toward the negative, the negative biases, if you will, in psychology, we're taught that people have a negative bias. If there's something positive and something negative, their attention more often goes to the negative. So this practice of allowing and releasing is an attempt to overcome this, this bias, an attempt to override the motivation toward the negative. And we don't, do that by pushing it away. We do that by becoming aware of what it is that's troubling us, and to gently allow it to simply be. Jack Kornfield, again, Buddhist teacher here in the United States, he wrote that non-aversion allows us to take that which is difficult and turn it into something of value. Again, this might be difficult to grasp because negatives are hard to think in. Non-aversion means the opposite of aversion. So if we allow that which we're, we're innately tempted to push away, if instead of pushing it away, instead of... Being in the state of aversion, if we allow it to be, then that is non-aversion. We haven't given in to the tendency to push it away, to run from it, to pretend it isn't happening. So non-aversion, or the experience of allowing, because non-aversion is allowing allows us to take that which is difficult and turn it into something of value so jack cornfield along with other teachers teaches mindfulness a form of meditation practice that for those who immerse in it it becomes a way of being it's not just an experience When someone is sitting in meditation, mindfulness then becomes a way of life. It's practiced in meditation, but then it spills over to the way people feel, the way they perceive things, the way they act, their experience of life. And in the practice of mindfulness, there's a skill that's taught that's called rain. And it's an acronym, R-A-I-N, that was first introduced by Michelle McDonald. She's a Buddhist teacher. And it's been developed over the years, and its meaning has expanded. So R is for recognizing that there is something disturbing that I am holding. And the A is for allowing, allowing it to just be there, without diving into it, without claiming that this is who and what I am, just allowing it and noticing it, accepting that it is there. The I is for investigating, and that means looking inward and noticing, where do I feel it in my body? What thoughts are associated with it? What comes up for me in the presence of this thing? Sometimes it's just a very gentle showing interest, just being interested in what that experience, what that distressing experience is bringing. And then the final. Letter N stands for nurturing ourselves because it's very important as we practice this skill to nurture ourselves. And the gift of doing all of these steps is that we no longer identify. Yes, there is an anger I see within me, but I am not. The anger. I am the one that is noticing the anger. Yes, there's a sense of betrayal that I seem to be going through, but I am not the one that is betrayed. I am the one that is noticing the feelings of betrayal. So this non identification. Put space between me and that which was and possibly still is disturbing me. And it becomes much more manageable. When anger comes up for me and I identify, I say to myself, I am so angry. The claiming that I am this anger makes it so much worse, makes it go so much deeper into my heart, into my psyche. But when I can do this mindfulness practice, and I can think that this anger that is coming up is troubling me, But I am not this anger. I am the one that is noticing the anger. It's a very different experience. We do not get overwhelmed. We do not feel defeated by the experience. We identify with that presence within us, the I am. The presence that has that spark of the divine moving through it. And so through this mindfulness practice, I am no longer drowned by the anger, the hurt, or the disappointment. I am no longer overwhelmed by it. Now, as I talk about it, it might sound very easy. It actually takes skill and practice and coaching sometimes But if, for a starter, when a negative or painful emotion comes up, if you would simply choose to allow it to be, not to agree with it, not to claim that it's right, just allow it to be to the extent that you can and notice what it is with a gentle curiosity, a very gentle curiosity, diving deep into it is not a good practice. So allow it to exist, and then with practice you may get to the place where you no longer identify with it. And when you no longer identify with this painful experience, you have released it. Allowing leads to releasing, releasing those things that are more difficult to release. It seems so contradictory because allowing in our logical mind sounds like, well, that'll make it worse. But that's not the truth. It's our struggle with those things that come up for us that bring most of the suffering. We've, here in our community, read books by Tara Brock, another Buddhist teacher. We read a book called True Refuge Together. And in that book, she describes this RAIN process, this R-A-I-N process. And she does a very good job if you want to read about it. There's much information on the internet. Best of all, find a teacher. Find a meditation teacher because it is through this meditation practice and incorporating RAIN into the practice that we start getting the benefit of the practice and we start releasing those things that are difficult to release. So this Mindfulness practice that we are invited to engage in is being aware and holding the attitude of I consent or I allow this to simply be. It's different from saying, I'm shoving this out of my mind. It's also different from saying, I like this, I approve it, I welcome it, because usually we don't. It's simply acknowledging that it is and consenting to the fact that it is, not consenting to the emotions that it brings necessarily or the thinking that goes along with it, but consenting to the truth that it simply is right now. Mindfulness is a practice of being aware without judging, without adding positive or negative values to that which you're aware of. Mindfulness is a practice of letting go of the story And allowing your experience to be embodied. So instead of my teeth are clenched because of the horrible thing that he said, and I can't believe he said it again, just notice that someone said something, and that your teeth are clenched and your jaw is hurting. The experience that is happening in your body without... The story. The Buddha taught mindful awareness is the direct path for the purification of beings. It is the direct path for the overcoming of sorrow and lamentation. Mindful awareness is the direct path for the disappearance of pain and distress so these teachings although they're being taught today by modern day western buddhist teachers go back to the buddha and what the buddha taught the buddha ultimately say i came to teach about suffering and the letting go of suffering one of my favorite poets rumi wrote, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all of the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. So the spiritual path, very much of the time, is releasing the blocks to our joy, to the love that is the truth of our being, Releasing the blocks to experiencing the presence of the divine. So instead of looking for love, simply release all of those things that are blocks to your awareness of love's presence. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support this podcast, you may do so at unityvacaville.org.